Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are Pastor Deborah and Philip Banda. Be blessed. Okay, so today I want to do the key of love. If we are going to thrive in this place, we need to understand the issue of love. In this place, we operate in love. To breathe this oxygen in the presence of God, it is an issue of what? Of love. Let's go to, let's go to John. Uh, did I already say John chapter 13? So let's go John 13, and I'm going to read uh, one verse there. I'm going to read verse 34. John 13, verse 34. And then the rest, I'm just going to kind of just give a talk and explain. John 13, verse 34. So Jesus said, a new commandment I will give you. That you love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Verse 35. By this everyone would know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now that's a long discourse that Jesus had been giving and then he's now beginning to conclude the long discourse. A few things have happened at the beginning. He has washed his disciples' feet. And he's begun to talk about other things. I'll go back to him washing his disciples' feet to explain this. But he, I'm interested in that verse. And that's what I'm going to deal with today. A new commandment I give you. Now, you do know that this is not the first time God is saying these people should love one another. So that's not what's new about this commandment. Are you with me? He says, a new commandment I'll give you, love one another. And you go like, but I'm sure I have seen it somewhere. God saying they should love one another. Even in the Old Testament. So what is new about this commandment? What is new is the second line that he adds to it. As I have loved you. Before you had a commandment that said to you, love one another, and perhaps you would ask, how? But Jesus says, what I'm showing you, in in fact, the weight of that sentence is on the second part. As I have loved you. I am demonstrating to you how you should relate to one another. Are you with me? And then he says, why is that important? He says, because by this everyone will know that you are my disciples. Everyone will know that you are breathing my new oxygen. Mm -hmm. You are in the glory. You are my people. You are different. How? By loving one another. Now, how many of you have a man called Francis Chan? Francis Chan. Okay, Francis Chan is, a, is, a, is, a, is, is, is an American, 
Uh, and uh, he used to lead a, a, a big church, a mega church, about 10, 20, 30,000 people there. And then he felt that there was a need for him to leave that and go and do discipleship properly by starting house churches. That's a, a quick summary of him. You can find some of his stories on YouTube. There is more to it than what I'm saying. So he, he, so he started a movement of house churches in America where you know, on the, on, he, he, he wins people on the street and he believes in planting churches in the homes of people and no longer in big church buildings. Because his theory is the mega church is great, but it doesn't work for discipleship. Actually, he's made another radical move recently. He's moving to Burma. And because he says too many preachers fishing in the same pond in America. I'm going to go fish somewhere where there are many non-Christians. He's an amazing guy. He's radical. He's there. He's, if you listen to him, he's always challenging you. Like, you're not doing enough for God. Come on, do more. But he made a statement about this, which I really love. He was saying, could it be possible uh, for believers to love one another in such a way that the world can actually begin to see that we're disciples? What does it take? And his conclusion was, this is not, this is not just love that depends on, 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 on uh, us being nice to one another. Jesus is talking about getting our love to a supernatural level that he can be revealed through it. And I think I agree with that. So when I'm talking to you about the second key, the, the, the fourth key I think we're doing is in the glory, is the key of love. I'm talking about getting our love to such a level that it can operate at a supernatural level. Hello. That my love for you can begin to reveal Jesus. Hmm? Jesus, how can we do this? God, how can we do this? Because my, my love for you, your love for me, can begin to speak to the world and they can begin to see Jesus in our love for one another. How do we get to that place? Is it by saying, oh, I love you, take care? Or is there more to it? To answer that few minutes I have, let me refer to the same scripture that we studied in John, in John 13. So in John 13, at the top there, what we find is that by the time Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you, he has just been demonstrating it. In verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, which means he's doing more than just washing their feet. But later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. 
Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Now you see, it's quite an interesting discourse. You know, you would laugh, really. You know, when you start following it, it's like, you know, the first thing is, it shows you the relationship Jesus had with the disciples. You know, I mean, Jesus was the greatest man of God you can ever see, right? But the relationship he had with them, that they would go in a back and forth with him like that, and, and you know, amazing. I think it's a brilliant one. You know? Yeah? You didn't need to prostrate all the time. You know? Oh, Jesus, you know, man of God. You know? They, you know, they would have a, a, a chat with him, and, and that's the way they lend. Listen, as God is using you and raises you up, and, and you know, the people you're going to disciple, it, it, the relationship becomes important because if they can't ask you questions, how are you going to disciple them? You know, if, if you can't, if, you, if people are not free to talk to you, you know, every time they see you, it's like you, the special one. How are you going to disciple them? Because discipleship, you know the meaning of disciple, right? It is, to disciple someone is to model Christ for them. It is not to teach them. Discipleship is not sit down, let me teach you once a week for one hour. Discipleship is, uh, come to my house, let's have a meal together. I'm surprised sometimes people say they're discipling someone who's never been in their house. What kind of discipling is that? If I'm discipling you, you're going to see how I live as well. <laughs> that's, that's, there's more in that. We, we model. We model Christ for one another. You know? We, we become vulnerable a bit with one another. Not become too superhuman. Okay, that's for another day. But we, we have to. You, you, you can't just keep the cards, just all the cards to yourself and think you're going to disciple anyone. So Jesus is having this back and forth with Peter. He's just demonstrated how he loves them. So Jesus takes a bucket of water, begins to wash their feet. And, and because in their culture, when you visited a home, right? And remember these people, most of their shoes were open. Uh, and when you visited their, their home, what used to happen is, there were most people who have a servant. When you come as a visitor, the servant will wash your feet in that house. If they didn't have a servant, then the host will wash your feet. Are you with me? Then, then you've been welcomed. Like, just as our cultures have different things. You know, I remember arriving in Tanzania when we went last year, and the pastor came to us, because, oh, this year, sorry. <laughs> this very year. Well, 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 the pastor came to us, and he says to us, please, when you arrive at church, and the people want to carry your bags, do not stop them. And we said, why? And he says, because especially this part of Tanzania where you are, it is so rude if you, do, if you don't, if, if you don't do it. Even if you go to their house, they will receive your bag at the door. And we went, oh, we went, okay. And, and, and he said, they don't, they don't, they're not worshipping you. That's just the way we receive guests in this place. You come to my house, we'll take your bag from you. 
So if you come to church, they will take your bags as soon as you come out of the car. We went, okay, that's all right then. Oh, it was nice for those seven days. <laughs> Until I got back here. <laughs> and we were like, oh, pastor, I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going back. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. So, in this culture that Jesus was in, I'm trying to make you understand, it was normal. For the, except if it was, used to be a servant, they would wash your feet. So there's nothing strange about that. You get it? It was normal. It was a custom. Um, and, 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 and so, but it seems no one has washed their feet. So they're eating in this place. And, and, and after dinner, Jesus gets up and takes a towel, which means there was a towel, takes some water, which means there was water. And among the 12 disciples, no one had said, I guess there's no servant here. I'll wash everybody's feet. No one. So that broken with their own custom. Do you see the picture? Yeah. No one had done it. So when Jesus gets up to do it, because it's a job reserved for the least among you, that's why Peter has a problem. So Peter says, Ah, oh, Lord, don't wash my feet. <clears throat> Because if you don't understand it like that, obviously most of us will say, hey, who refused? Jesus wanted to wash my feet. Hey, Jesus, wash me. <laughs> you know? But Peter says, no, 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 Lord, you can't do this. Who should do it then, Peter? Who are you looking at? John? You get the tension that's going on? No, you can't do it. And then Jesus says, no, 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 you don't understand what I'm doing. As usual with Jesus, there's a lot more than just washing the feet happening. Yeah. He's, he's teaching them something very deep. And he's also some, doing something very prophetic. You can, I don't have time today to go into the prophecies he fulfills by just washing their feet. You know, it's, God is out of this world, people. You really need to understand. It's different. When you come to God, like every detail, we were just talking about it, isn't it? Every detail is, is, is so important. God, God is, met, is, is meticulous. I, I'm, I'm sure you've watched television and you've seen those people that are good designers that are, you know, OCD uh, you know, chefs that, that will, you know, and you know, the Gordon Ramses of this world that will, you know, make sure a dish, you know, is served the way they want it served. You know, a leaf should not point in the wrong direction. You've seen all that. God is more than that. You know, he's the one that makes, that has made sure the birds carry those colors in their proportions. Like, you know, the red comes here, then the blue comes there. It's God. I don't know the distance between the spots of a leopard, but it doesn't look bad. <laughs> you know? But it's God. Do you understand what it takes for an artist to get that picture in that perspective that you really begin to look at it and go, wow, this is, this is an amazing, amazing painting. And yet God has painted the world in 3D. Or is it 4D? <laughs> Six. Okay. These things are changing. Eh? 
So Jesus fulfills so many prophecies by just washing their feet, okay? There's a lot of details there. You can study for yourself. But what I'm interested in is how he demonstrates what he means by saying they should love one another. You should love one another the way I have loved you. The most recent event must come to their minds. How has he loved us? Because we are human. We remember the most recent event. Chances are if I asked you to share a scripture right now, you will share the most recent one you read. And recent better be today. <laughs> if your recent is 2018, Jesus. <laughs> the most recent one will come to mind. You know, you find that even prophetically, that's what works. The most recent stuff that you've been studying, you find that you begin to meet people as you're ministering to them. That begins to come up a lot. The most recent stuff. So the most recent thing they remembered was what? He just washed our feet. Because he had told them, I'm doing something you don't quite understand, but later you will understand it. That washes their feet, Peter says my and, and then Jesus does everything else. Now let me I need to finish. Let me let me let me break it down for you. What does he mean therefore when he says, As I have loved you? I think one of the first things before we get love to that supernatural level that we where we want to go, it starts us serving one another. Now that's the most basic interpretation of that. There is more. But the first thing is serving one another. Because they had all walked in, seen the bucket of water, knew they had to wash their feet, saw the towel, knew somebody had to wash their feet, but they all decided there is no servant here. And so they couldn't even offer Jesus. You know, they couldn't even say, okay, Lord, just you, I'll wash your feet. They couldn't even do that. So the first thing he says, you gotta start serving one another. You see, as, as, as believers, the first thing we need to learn, our journey in walking in love starts by serving one another. Hmm? By serving one another. Serving one another. Oh, come on, getting no amen. amen. By serving one another. You know, th- 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 as simple as it sounds, Especially, we are in a culture that is counter to that. That is really more of go in your own corner. We are in a culture that says, sit in your corner. In a culture that says, the more independent you become, the more self-sustaining you become, the more you have made it in life. We are in a culture that promotes high fences. Are you with me? You see, this is another irony. You know, it's just an irony that I know. You know, uh, where, where I used to live in Malawi, we've got quite big war walls, right? What do you call it? What? No, I mean like, like fences. 
Okay, you South Africa, stop confusing me. So we've got high walls around our houses, right? It's quite high walls, but we are quite communal. And then you come to England, we don't even have walls around us, and yet we don't know our neighbors. That's true. That's true. You know? It's like, you get what I mean? It's like, there's no high walls around you, but you, you don't know your neighbors. <laughs> Strange. Strange, really. But listen, serving one another. I think the first act of love is serving one another. If we can, um, before we reach you know, your neighbor, I know you're going to have to reach your neighbor. You know, you're going to have to reach many people. But before we do that, can we also just learn to serve one another? Let's not walk in a room like they did, the 12 of them plus Jesus. And they all knew something had to be done and did not do it. So when he got up to do it, then they acted like it was all strange. Well, why didn't you do it? A heart to serve. So the first thing he means is love one another, is serve one another. You know? And if you really want me, want me to show you more of where that comes, starts from, it can start from a place of prayer as well. Serve one another in prayer. Do you know why it's so hard to find time to serve someone else? Because if you can't even find time to pray for them, how are you going to find time to serve them? <laughs> so the first place we start is serving one another in prayer, serving one another before God, then learning to serve one another. You know, it, it's, I was chatting with somebody yesterday, and I, and I said to them, how, how can you help me help you? And he looked at me, and he laughed. And he goes, God. Oh, Oh, I can't remember the last time somebody asked me that. I said, I said, yeah, me too. I can't remember the last time I asked somebody that. But, you know, I'm learning something. When is the last time you just picked up your phone and said, hey, how can I help you this week? Is there anything I can do for you? Becoming intentional with serving one another. Preach, pastor, preach. Yes, Be intentional. So don't, just, so don't wait for opportunity to serve one another. If we're going to live in love, we're going to begin to become intentional of serving one another. What does that mean? Let me define it. Wherever God places you in life, yeah, you use it to serve other people. So if you're a king, you use that to serve other people. Huh? And it doesn't matter what level of life. I miss the days when Bright was a removals man. Because I used to get a lot of furniture <laughs> for free. <laughs> but I'm, trying, I'm making a point when I'm saying things like that. You know, wherever you are, you know, just serve. How can I serve my brothers? How can I serve? And, and, and uh, I know some people have this spirit, you know, which, which I know is, you know, it's awesome. They hear of an opportunity. They're asking, they're, hey guys, is this opportunity? It's part of it. Let's serve one another. Let's, let's, let's put each other first. Let's, 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 let's do that. And then we begin to hit, uh, time is gone, I won't go into that, but when we begin to hit the supernatural levels that Jesus is talking about, when he says, by washing your feet, I'm doing a lot more than just serving you, but you don't understand it yet. By serving one another, we open a door 
to God's supernatural love to now work within us. Let me put it another way. In Romans 5, the Bible says the Holy Spirit has shared lavishly God's love in our hearts. So God's love, the same love with which he loves us, that makes him so good, is available to us. Not just for us to receive and enjoy, but for us to also give out. But the way to activate that supernatural level of love is by serving one another first. You get it? Activating that love has to do with serving. He who begins to serve the other person begins to activate that. No wonder sometimes you do some things for people and you wonder how you did it. And you go, you know, I don't, I don't even know how I managed to do that. Why? Because by the intention or the action of serving, you activated another resource, a supernatural resource of love that began to flow through you. So your serving became supernatural love. Biblical examples in the, in, in the finish. Acts 6, when the widows were being neglected amongst the disciples, they decided, this is not good. Their answer was not register everyone, queue up here. Their answer was, let us find people who can start serving this. Did you get it? So when they picked the seven men, and the seven men began to serve, what happened is that they activated the supernatural love of the Holy Spirit in their midst. Because then you begin to see what happened to the very seven men that began to say. Like Stephen. How he began to move in power and in wisdom. Such that the most learned scholars of the day became jealous of him and stoned him to death. Like Philip. How he moved into Samaria and himself alone started a citywide revival that brought the whole region. Defeated the biggest magician in the area. Activated by what? Serving. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying today is very simple. If we can start serving one another and start asking, looking for opportunities to serve, start asking, how can I serve you? How can I serve you? How can I serve you? I think that should be part of our culture in this church. If we are going to live in this realm of glory that we are believing God for, you know, that where we have come, it should become our culture. How can I serve you? Apart from the obvious stuff of, uh, of, of doing the things we do in church, it's serving. These are opportunities to serve. Are you with me? You know? And we serve you so well, you know? Some of us stand up at two and do all this stuff. And, and it is serving. This kind of stuff is serving. Some people stand up and serve in singing. Some are going to be serving some teas there. You know, it, it, it is serving. 
you know, doing submission, it is serving one another. But I want, I want us to really activate that to a level where you can go home and say, hey, God, who shall we, shall, shall we serve in, this, in, in the church this week? It's simple, right? You can think about it. You can say, yeah, let's serve someone. What, what, you know, and surprise someone, give them a call and say, how can we serve you this week? How can we help you? How can we, is there anything we can do for you? Now they might not, they might not say, they might say, no, no, nothing. It's okay, you're still preaching a lot when you do things like that. Uh, but also, there is another lesson on the other hand. We need to serve one another and we only, it takes two. So you also, if you need help, can you drop your high fence down? It is not possible to serve you if you behave like Peter. Jesus comes and says, let me wash your feet. And you go, no, 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 you can't wash my feet. And Jesus, actually, he's shouting at Peter, I think, when he's saying, hey. You know what? He, he had to threaten him. He said, if I can't wash your feet, you are not part of me. If you won't let me serve you, we won't share in the same love. Huh? How do you know you're part of a family if we serve one another? If you let me serve you, we've just shared in the same love. If I let you serve me, we've just shared in the same love. It's like a meal, okay? If I come to your house, and then we sit down at Christmas. Yeah, nobody's inviting me. At Christmas. <laughs> and you bring your Brussels sprouts. I don't eat those if you're inviting me. I eat fully mature cabbages, thank you. <laughs> uh, I've tried to cook those in so many ways. I'm just not getting there. You know. Uh, I, and, and, uh, but my children love them. So, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so, if I come and you serve me your food, yeah, and I don't eat it, okay, and I don't receive it, I say, no, Sister Janet, no, 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 yeah. I've just destroyed the fellowship we were having, and I've failed to share in your love, right? Do you get the picture I'm showing you? Just like, even in, even in, let's talk about the meal, okay? I come and you cook that meal. Let's, let's, let's think that meal is, is your love, okay? You bring it and I say no. Exactly. So if you, if, 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 so we should learn, okay? As, as much as we need to be sincere. This is not really a sermon, really. I'm just really talking to you. As much as it is important to be sincere, if you, if you don't need serving, you don't need serving. But it is also very important to make sure the voice speaking is not the voice of your pride. You know? And somebody says, oh, can I serve you in any way? And you go, and, 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 and your pride begins to speak. You know? Yeah? Yeah? Because you earn enough. Yeah? Because you're... So that pride speaks. Because, no, you're not a charity case. <laughs> That's just, I hate that word. 
And most people who say I'm not a charity case, I won't say that. <laughs> you know, they actually need help. That's the truth. And so sometimes make sure the voice speaking is not your pride. So it works both ways. Uh-huh. Wow. So by serving one another, we are going to start running towards activating the supernatural love of the Holy Spirit. And when we come to that, to that place, when the Holy Spirit, I'm very sure of this, when the Holy Spirit comes on that you're serving, then the world will know that it is Jesus. Because I'm sure you know there's so many charity organizations out there and they're still not revealing Jesus. So you can do enough charity and still not reveal Jesus. It takes the Holy Spirit for Christ to be revealed. So on top of our serving, we will activate the Holy Spirit. And there will be much more than just washing one another's feet happening. In serving one another, we'll find ourselves fulfilling prophecies. Amazing, right? You pick up a phone, you go and serve somebody, and you discover you're fulfilling a prophecy over their life. And so you thought you're just helping them out, and you find the Holy Spirit has actually used you to express the love of Christ to them, and you've fulfilled a prophecy over their lives. And this happened many times. In every way that we can. Giving or using the opportunities we have that open up for us and open them for others. Amen. I won't go into the next stuff. Let's just stand up. I'm going to stop there. I said I won't keep it too long. I've already kept you long. So what have I talked about really today? The key of love by serving one another. Just by serving one another. And if I challenge you today, my challenge is Go home. Add that to your prayer. Say, God, who shall we serve today? Who shall I serve? Pick up a phone. You know, we live in a time when you don't need to, 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 to write letters and wait two weeks. Just pick up a phone. Even WhatsApp works. You know? Is there a way we can serve you this week? And we just feel led by the Holy Spirit to serve you. 